Hey, everybody, and welcome to yet another week of the Balanced Life Podcast. I'm Justin Tillman, your host and coach at Balance Coaching and Consulting. And as always, I'm so excited and grateful that you're tuning in for another episode and trying to live a more balanced life. So let's dive on in today. Today, we're going to be discussing the art of decision making. So how do we make choices with greater confidence? And, um, you know, we all face decisions. We face big decisions, small decisions, everything in between. And it's not always easy to know which path to take. So today we're going to dive into some tips and some strategies that can help you make more confident decisions. So to begin, let's consider why decision-making can be so difficult. One reason is that we often have a fear of making the wrong choice, and that leads to my favorite thing in the world, analysis paralysis. I deal with that all the time. And so we become so worried about making a mistake that we actually end up not making a decision at all. And another reason is that we might be faced with too many options And that can make it hard to know, well, which one is the best for us? So with that in mind, let's explore some strategies for making better decisions, making more confident decisions. So the first step, and if you've been following this podcast long enough or you know how I like to operate, this first step is going to be no surprise to you at all. But the first step is to identify your values and your priorities. So why is that important? Well, because that's the filter that you will process everything through. So what's truly important to you? What are your goals in life? When you understand your core values and your priorities, you can more easily make decisions that align with them. And as you've heard me say before, that's where a more fulfilling life comes from for you. When you're making decisions and making choices in alignment with who you are and what you value. So for example, If one of your top values is your family, you might prioritize decisions that allow you to spend more time with your family. And so if that's a non-negotiable for you, then whatever decision you make has to check that box. So once you have a clear understanding of what you value and what your priorities are, the next step is to get some information. So to make a well-informed decision, it's important that you get as much relevant information as you can. So do your research. Talk to people who have experience in the decision you're trying to make. Talk to people who have expertise in the decision you're trying to make. And just try to gather gather as much information as you can. That's going to help you feel more confident in your decision making. So once you've gathered all that information, it's time to really think about your options. So start by uh, narrowing down your choices to a more manageable number, say two or three, and then weigh the pros and cons of each. Consider, again, how each of those options that you've got in front of you aligns with your values and your priorities, and think about the potential risks and benefits of each option. Remember, you know, there's no such thing, so take this off the table, there's no such thing as a perfect decision. Every choice you make has risks, every choice you make has benefits, and so when you take off the fact that this has to be perfect, um, that can help free you up a little bit. So remember, there's no perfect decision. So just focus on making the best choice you can based off the information you have. Another helpful technique is to use intuition. 
Um, sometimes our gut feelings can be very valuable. They can be a good source of insight. So if you've done your research and you've weighed your options, but you're still kind of uncertain, try tapping into that intuition a little bit. Take a moment to quiet your mind, breathe deeply, and ask yourself, you know, which one of these choices just feels right? And listen to that inner wisdom and trust uh, that you have the ability to make the right decision. For, for those of us who are believers or Christians, um, you know, trust the Holy Spirit. Listen to Him. Let him guide your decision-making. And, and now you notice we didn't lead with this step. A lot of people lead with this step. They just make decisions solely based off feeling and gut intuition. I don't recommend leading with that step. It's a step you can use, but don't lead with it. So it's also important once you've done all that to set a deadline for decision-making. So procrastination is a big barrier to confident decision-making, we, we, well, we'll just put it off. We'll just put it off till it feels right. We'll just put it off. So give yourself a specific time in which you are going to make a choice. So by this date or this time, I'm going to make a decision. And that can help you avoid getting stuck in analysis paralysis and actually encourage you to take action. So again, set a deadline. I will have made a decision by this point. And then once you've made a decision, Commit to it. It's a critical step in the process. And it's often where self-doubt and that second guessing can creep in. So to overcome that, remind yourself of the reasons behind your choice. And then trust that you've made, again, not the perfect decision, but you've made the best decision based off of your values, your priorities, and the available information that you have in front of you. And so it's also important to remember that even with the best decision making, not every choice is going to work out exactly as you planned, and that is totally okay. So when things don't go as expected, take it as a learning opportunity. Reflect on the decision-making process. Did you make any mistakes along the way? And use all of that information to improve your decision-making skills for the future. It is a growth mindset thing. Don't look at it as, man, I screwed that up. Look at it as, all right, what can I learn from that? Maybe that, that, that was not the right decision. Where in my process do I, did I get off? Where can I grow a little bit? And remember, nobody's perfect. And you're going to make a mistake. And, and what is important, though, is that you learn from those mistakes and you continue to grow. So let's talk about some practical tips for implementing all these things in your daily life. So one helpful technique is uh, you can create something called a decision journal. It's a simple notebook. Uh, a, a note on your phone, whatever, where you record the decisions you make and the reasons behind them and, and how did they turn out. And, and if you do that over time, you can look back at your decision journal and see patterns and areas where you can improve decision-making. Another useful tool is a decision-making checklist or a framework, and that can help you stay consistent in your approach and make it easier to navigate decisions. Um, and so, for example, you might create a checklist that uh, includes steps like your values or, or identify values, next step, gather information, next step, weigh pros and cons, next step, set a deadline, next step, commit to your choice. And having that structure in front of you can help you be more consistent in your decision-making process. You could even just simply write down your values so that you don't have to, every time you make a decision, rethink through them. Write them down. So every time you need to make a decision, so you can pull them up and say, hey, here are my values. Which decisions line up with these? How can I narrow them down? Move on. 
Additionally, you know, don't be afraid to seek guidance from others when you're struggling with a decision. Our friends, our family members, um, even life coaches can offer really valuable insight and perspective that can help you make more confident decisions. Just here's the caveat there. Be sure that you weigh their advice against your own values and priorities because ultimately you're the one who has to live with the decision that you make. So the that advice and that input is very helpful and very valuable, but weigh it against your values and your priorities because, again, you're the one that has to live with the choice you made. So let's recap those, those key strategies. So first of all, identify your values and priorities, gather information, analyze your options, use your intuition, set a deadline, commit to your choice, and then learn from your mistakes. And there's a, there's a quick seven-step process, if you want to count number seven as a step. Anyway, six-step process uh, to making more confident decisions. And by doing that and practicing this consistently, you're going to become more adept at making choices that align with your values, your goals, and your desired outcomes. So you're going to make better decisions and at least decisions that align with who you are. Um, so... Let's dive a little bit deeper into some specific scenarios and, and see how we can apply these decision-making strategies in, in different ways. So first, let's talk about career decisions. Uh, I think those can be some of the most challenging and some of the most impactful choices we make. So when, when you're faced with a career decision like between job offers or do I take this promotion or do I change careers, it's essential that you reflect on how each option aligns with your values and your long-term goals. That first step is going to be critical if this is one of the decisions you have to make. So think about things like work-life balance, professional growth opportunities. Does it provide more financial stability? What about job satisfaction? And use those decision-making strategies we talked about, and, and don't be afraid to seek advice from other people. Um, and so, but if you walk through that six-step process, and again, start with the values piece. You're going to be much more prepared to make a better decision, not a perfect decision, but a better decision, and you're going to feel more confident about why you made the decision you made. Another area where decision-making is important is our relationships. So whether you're thinking about trying to, you know, is it wise to enter into a new relationship? How do I deal with the conflicts in this relationship? Or making decisions about future relationships? Our, our decisions have a really significant impact on our, our well-being. So in the context of relationships, it's essential that you communicate openly and honestly about your values, your priorities, the concerns you have, and practice active listening so you can help you understand the other person's perspective. And then in those situations, make decisions. The, the piece that you have to add in there is you're making a decision that, that benefits both parties or works for both parties. And, and consider the long-term consequences of your choices and how they align with your shared goals and values. If you don't see a key piece here yet, it's values, priorities. When you get clear on those, you will make better decisions. When you get clear on those, you will make more confident decisions. Let's talk about financial decision-making. That's another place where a lot of people struggle. You're choosing between maybe an investment option or a major purchase or how to manage your debt. Uh, those financial decisions can be complex and they can have very long-lasting implications. So to make more confident financial decisions, 
Start by gaining a clear understanding of your financial goals, what's your risk tolerance, what's your current financial situation, and then educate yourself on financial concepts related to the decision you're trying to make and get advice from professionals when you need it and weigh the potential benefits and risks of each option. And always consider, again, how the choice you're going to make aligns with what you value. So you can really see how the pros and cons thing lines up here with financial decisions. But again, it always comes down to when you filter your decisions through your value system, you're going to make more confident decisions. So let's talk about health and wellness decisions. So when you're choosing a workout routine, good gracious, I need to do that. Um, when you're choosing a workout routine or, or trying to decide on a meal plan or medical choices, there's so much information online. So that's the first, that, that's a decision-making tool I would add to medical situations. And I'm preaching to the choir here. Don't visit Dr. Google. Stay away from Dr. Google. Uh, but that's, that can really be a big issue for us because there's so much information online. So how do you make a confident decision about health? Well, get reliable, evidence-based information from reputable sources. Consult medical professionals in your life, certified trainers, whatever. Consider your health goals. What do you value? What's important in your life? And then don't be afraid to experiment and adjust your decisions as you learn what works best for you. So in, in health decisions, that learning from mistakes or being flexible piece is really important. And so finally, we'll touch on personal growth and self-improvement. So if you're considering a new hobby, setting personal goals, exploring a, a new educational opportunity, uh, these decisions can impact your happiness and wellness too, and they can have long-lasting implications. So when you're making a personal growth decision, you know, prioritize what you're passionate about. What are you interested about? How does each one of these options in front of you align with what your long-term vision for your life is, what you value, what you prioritize? And then embrace that opportunity to learn and grow and step out of your comfort zone. And, and just like the health piece, be open to adjusting your decisions as you discover new interests or you experience new things. And so, again, it comes down to your value system. Really get clear on your value system before you start making any decisions. So, you know, we've explored decision-making and, and given a couple scenarios Let's talk about some common pitfalls that we run into when it comes to making decisions and how we can avoid them. So one common pitfall is what we call decision fatigue. And it occurs when you're faced with too many options or too many decisions, excuse me, in a short period of time. And that causes our decision-making abilities to decline. It's a little bit of a mental overload. And so to combat decision fatigue, just try simplifying your choices delegating decisions to other people when you can, especially if you're a leader. That's something you can do. Grow another leader. Grow someone under you by giving them some decision-making power. And take breaks to recharge your mental energy. Don't feel like you have to make every decision right now. Determine, can I postpone any of these decisions? Do they have to be made right now? A lot of times, they don't have to be made right now. We're just telling ourselves they have to be made right now. Another pitfall uh, which a lot of people fall into, is confirmation bias. And that occurs when you are unconsciously seeking out information that confirms these pre-existing beliefs that you already have. So um, that leads to biased decision-making. And so to counteract confirmation bias, 
Seek out diverse perspectives and information that challenges your assumptions. Be open to changing your mind about something when you're presented with new evidence and, and practice humility and recognizing that your initial belief may not have been the right one. It may not always be correct. And so when you're trying to make a decision, don't always look for people who are going to agree with you. Look for people who might push back on you in a little bit and, and take that into consideration because, again, you're weighing pros and cons. And if you're only looking at people who uh, agree with you or approve of what you're doing, then you're only going to look at the pro side of it. A third pitfall is what we call the sunk cost fallacy. And that occurs when you invest, you keep, can keep investing time and energy and resources into a decision based on the amount you've already invested rather than evaluating the current situation objectively. So to avoid this, focus on the potential future outcome and the benefits of each option rather than dwelling on past investments. So what, what I'm saying here is the sunk cost fallacy is you pretty much say, well, I'm not going to change my mind because I've already put too much into this decision. That's not a good way to make decisions because what if it's the wrong decision and you're just like, well, you know what? I've already gone this far down the path, so I'm just going to keep going. Well, it's the wrong decision, so turn around <laughs> and make a better decision. Don't, don't, that does not, just because you've invested a lot of time and energy does not mean you're stuck and you have to keep going down that path. Lastly, we have what's called the overconfidence bias. And, and this happens when we overestimate our own abilities or the accuracy of our predictions, and that leads to a lot of potential risk or making an ill-informed decision. So to combat overconfidence bias, seek feedback from other people, challenge your assumptions, and remain open to learning from your mistakes, like that, that last sort of seventh step in the process. So what are a few tools that can help you um, further develop your decision-making? Well, there's a great book called Thinking Fast and Slow uh, by Daniel Kamen, and it delves into the psychology of decision-making, uh, offers some valuable insights for making rational choices. Another great book is Decisive, How to Make Better Choices in Life and Work, as Chip and Dan Heath. Um, if you're more of a visual learner, you might enjoy, uh, there's a good TED Talk out there called How to Make Hard Choices. Uh, by Ruth Chang, and, and she um, discusses how we can approach difficult decisions with a fresh perspective, um, talk about embracing opportunity. And then finally, consider working with a life coach to help you develop decision-making skills. Um, you know, we can, we can provide real personalized guidance and support helping you gain clarity on your values, your goals, and your decision-making process. Um, when it comes to values and goals and life purpose and mission and, and aligning your life with those things, that is what I love to work on with clients. So um, consider a life coach and you know, reach out to me. I'd be glad to talk to you about it. So as we end our episode today, I want to remind you that confident decision-making is a skill that can be developed and improved over time. It's, it's an art and, and by implementing the strategies that we've talked about today and continually reflecting on your choices, you're going to become much more adept at navigating those, those decisions as they come up and make sure that they align with your values. So I hope you found today's episode helpful and informative. If you've got any questions, um, suggestions, uh, maybe some tips that I haven't covered that you think have been helpful or have been helpful in your life or 
maybe a story about your own decision-making process that you think might be helpful for other people, please reach out and share that. You can do it on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can email me. And if you've enjoyed the episode, I hope you'll, you'll consider sharing it with somebody who might benefit from a decision-making framework. Um, so, and also, always like it, uh, like the podcast, and, and, and leave a review if you're willing because it'll help the almighty algorithm get it out to more folks who might benefit from it. So anyway, uh, I do want to also mention, I mentioned it before, but uh, my, my book, Pursuing Your Purpose, has hit Amazon. Um, so if you'd like to pick up a copy, there's a, there's a Kindle version and there's a paperback version on Amazon. You can go to my website, www.balancedcc.com, and right on the homepage, there's a button that says, Get Your Copy. And so you can pick up a copy now. Uh, and, and these are some of the things that I cover in that book is, is values assessment and making decisions and, and things like that. So I encourage you to pick up a copy. If you do pick up a copy, please email me and let me know your thoughts on the book, whether it's helpful, whether it's not helpful. All that information is good, and I want to hear from you and how things are working. So if you're listening in and, and you're not already on my email list, I want to encourage you to do that too. You can do that by going to my website. Um, it, there's a, I'm a, for, for now, I'm offering a five-day purpose course uh, for folks that sign up for my email list. So if you sign up over the next five days, you'll get an email from me walking you through how to identify your purpose and start living into a greater sense of purpose in your life. And that's totally free. That's my gift to you for joining my email list. So I encourage you to do that because um, I do send out a monthly newsletter. And occasionally, if I run across something that I think is really interesting, I'll send it out between newsletters. Um, but I promise you that if you get on my email list, I'm not going to spam you. I'm only going to send out things that I think are valuable to you. So um, I would encourage you to jump on that if you're interested. But until next time, keep living that balanced life. Keep seeking out God's best for you. And I look forward to our time together again next week. 